0: Welcome to Between the Gutters, where we talk about the stories within the panels. I'm your host, Albert Lamb, and with me is our other co-host... I'm Drew Tan. Drew Tan, and today we have two very special guests with us, our friends Kenton and Chrissy. Uh, Say hi, guys.
1: Hey, guys. Hello.
0: Hi. So, for today's topic, we are going to cover uh, something a little different. Uh, We are going to cover Sailor Moon, or... (laughs) The full title being
2: Pretty Guardian Guardian, Sailor Moon, Moon. Eternal Edition. Eternal Edition. (laughs) So, yeah.
3: I don't think I have the same book as you.
0: What's yours called? Volume 1, right?
3: It's called Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon (laughs) 1.
2: Yeah, there we go. There we go. Pretty Guardian, I mean, Sailor Moon, We're, uh, the copy I got was the Eternal Edition published by Kodansha um, from a couple years ago, like 2018, I think. You didn't get,
0: like, the maiden, maiden Vietnam or version or something, did you? <laughs> Where, like, Sailor Moon has, like, a gap tooth and a cock eye or something? <laughs> the knockoff <laughs> version. <laughs> the knockoff version.
2: Did you buy uh, one off of Wish.com? <laughs> Chrissy might have just gotten the older version of it, because because they because uh, Kodansha did these uh, nicer big paperback, deluxe paperback editions uh, a couple years ago. Yep. So we're covering Sailor Moon.
0: Um, so uh, should we go into what our what our experiences with Sailor Moon are? Like for those of you who aren't aware, like Sailor Moon is a is a it's a manga that came out of japan and i want to say around the 90s and it's a it's a fairly big deal it's certainly a bigger deal than uh anything i've ever
2: done yeah yeah or me. i've never done anything as big as sailor moon
0: yeah so uh yeah so do you want to uh let's start with uh chrissy here uh so, Chrissy, tell us about your experiences with Sailor Moon. What's when when did you first start reading it?
3: Reading it? I didn't start reading it till I was in high school. But I did watch the morning cartoon every day, Monday through Friday at 6:30 a.m. before school.
0: Very good. You got the hours <laughs> Six 30 down.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> did you so it's fair to say that you were into the the anime before you were into the actual manga yes okay and what I
3: don't think I don't think I knew books existed back then
0: <laughs> <laughs> Wow
3: <laughs> book animes
0: oh book books. animes okay okay. The I thought you just meant that. as a concept you didn't understand the <laughs> existence of books. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was speechless. I was like, how do I approach this subject without sounding like a jerk? <laughs> <Fuck>. <laughs> um so what exactly was it about Sailor Moon that uh brought your attention or attracted you to it? Um you know, either the manga or the anime, whichever Whichever, like, do you remember the first time that you ever saw it or that you laid eyes on Sailor Moon, like, and what your thoughts were?
3: I don't, but I do remember just thinking she was super cool, this, I don't know, middle school girl who fought crime and had all these cool-looking girlfriends and a talking cat and a handsome boyfriend. (laughs) Okay.
0: Well, I thought her whole thing was that she had like a bunch of guys that she liked. She, did
3: she?
2: She might have liked a bunch of guys, but she had Tuxedo Mask, who That's was true. That's her true. main squeeze. That's true. <laughs> okay, okay. So, Christy, when, when did you discover the manga? Or how did you discover it? Um.
3: I think I my one of my best friend's dad ran a Japanese bookstore in Hawaii. and so um I think I just started going to his shop when I was in high school, and I found the comics. and then from there, I just kept buying them.
0: How many so, volumes did you end up getting?
3: Um. You know, I can't even remember. I have probably all of them in Japanese.
0: That's so. That's pretty impressive. I'm not
2: even. Yeah, that's lie. cool. I'm, I'm dumbfounded.
3: I don't think there's that many, though. I think there's like twenty something, maybe.
2: Well, yeah, according to Wikipedia, I think there were eighteen. Yeah. Oh, that's you know what for a manga. That's super manageable. Like
3: yeah,
0: it ain't like One Piece or nothing.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I was gonna say. One Piece is still going.
0: Yeah, like I, uh, I don't know if I could collect that.
2: Maybe digitally. <laughs> yeah, Sailor Moon uh, ran from nineteen ninety one to nineteen ninety seven, so that's a you know a solid chunk of time, but it's not overwhelmingly so. Yeah,
0: so Chrissy's is an interesting example because uh, we were talking before the podcast, but she's she's essentially our our. Uh, our sample or our base here because uh she she genuinely bought into Sailor Moon when it was coming out or at least time wise relatively close to when it came out and she like committed herself to following up with it. Uh I don't I can't say that of of all of us that are present here on the podcast today that we had that exact same experience or uh commitment to sailor moon what about you kenton what's your first uh what's your first memory of sailor moon or any of the sailors just with with the title in in general as a whole uh
2: my
1: first memory or my first
0: encounter you would say uh now i want to know both because i'm curious as how to how different those how those two things can be different. so let's let's go with uh, memory what's your first memory?
1: First memory is probably um, just how ditzy uh, the main character was. That's how she was portrayed essentially in the, the American version of Sailor Moon I feel and was, mm-hmm. it, And then what I heard is um, she wasn't as ditzy in the Japanese. Uh, when it's in the Japanese uh, original language or in the, uh, the manga. I don't know. You can confirm that, Chrissy. I'm not sure. That's, that's just me or something a rumor I heard. But but that's that's kind of the, um, the first thing I remember about Sailor Moon. Um, um, the first encounter I had with Sailor Moon was, I think, essentially what a lot of people here in America had as a first encounter, which is um, essentially the cartoon or the anime series that came out on uh, local TV um around i remember it around i think when i was in eighth grade so that was, that was a long time ago um but that's got to be what mid 90s i think yeah. yeah i think it was like
2: probably 1995 1996 yeah. or so
1: yeah exactly so 1995 1996 and i remember when it first came out and i was just like what is this, this is so odd you know just such girls in tailor suits and and they're like fighting stuff kind of like and at the same time uh, was very popular at the time was power rangers as well so it's kind of a reminder of me um, of basically girls in in sailor suits, so just so random, and then they're just fighting fighting monsters and stuff, kind of like Power Rangers, on a episode to episode basis. So, but it did it did I gotta admit it did capture my attention. It was um, right after school. I remember in middle school when I was in eighth grade, and I'll come home and it'll be on TV, and be like what is this? And then you watch a few episodes, and it's like, huh, it's actually kind of interesting, and draws you in for some reason. Kind of like a mix between high school drama and then also like the power of jazz like where you're fighting like bad guys and trying to figure out what kind of next adventure these guys are going to go and then there's also a developing backstory with the whole the whole sailor moon where she came from why is she a princess of the moon etc etc so so that's kind of where i got my my um uh fix i guess or whatever sailor moon or how i got introduced to sailor moon.
0: i see yeah yeah what's it called you You have a sister, right? I mean, was, did she, was she into it at all?
1: Or you have Um, several sisters, sisters. right? Yeah, Uh, yeah. I have two sisters, brother. We, we ended up all kind of getting into it, but it was kind of the thing when you, when you have siblings all living in the same house, you tend to watch the same shows and, and talk about the same <laughs> uh, especially you know back then. You know, That's you totally to, you uh, know, you a have to have, like, you know a generational
0: thing where yeah, you only yeah. have one TV, and we're all just <laughs> stuck watching yeah, the. Exactly. <laughs> it it has to be to a watch. United Nations meeting to decide who what yeah, what I mean. show to watch. <laughs>
1: That's exactly what happened. And like we'll have one one large one TV. And at the time, we thought it was, like, super large. But when you look
2: in hindsight, it was like 32, 32 inches.
0: 32 inches! Yeah. <laughs> Are we landlords? <laughs> Are we robber barons?
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to reserve the TV for the afternoon. If you guys can't watch anything, you got to watch whatever I watch. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly how it happened, and that's how we all ended up watching Killing so Moon. But luckily, we all ended up liking it, too. So, yeah. Yeah, my sisters like it, too, as well. Uh, my younger sister, I believe, collects manga as well,
2: like Christy.
0: Did you guys like keep up with the show? Like, did you make it a point to watch it, like every day? Like, did you keep up with the story on, up until you got it all?
1: Um, I don't think it was, it was. We didn't feel like oh, we had to watch on a daily basis. Another thing about uh, syndication, or or what did you call Call it on uh, American TV. Sometimes you don't play the episodes in order, right? So you can watch yeah. it and it'll be like completely off. You'll be like, what happened? Did I miss the episode? It's like, no, you didn't because yeah, played it out of order, essentially. But uh, we will watch it like it wasn't required. Like we had to go come home. got to watch it to same Monday or Friday, every time. Uh, it was more like you watched it enough and you start to piece together. in kind of like full fiction. <laughs> you piece the whole storyline together and be like, oh, I remember that episode. I remember that episode. And that's what happened. So, yeah, yeah that's how it happened
0: okay all right that's uh huh well done well done um like would you would you say i guess the one other thing that was curious that i was curious about was since there were four of you and so you you didn't follow it but did you feel like your sisters were more invested or even your brother like was any one of you, out of the four of you, more invested than the others? Well, I guess your sister, you said she ended up collecting all the mangos, right? Yes, uh,
1: okay. I would say the most invested was my younger sister, who happened okay. to the same age as Chrissy, so, okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. Yep.
0: What about you, Drew? What What's your first uh, memory of Sailor Moon?
2: Well, it was definitely the, the original English dub. Um, you know, just like I think all of us, you know, growing up in the '90s, um, that, that was a time when I think anime first started. Well, it didn't first start, but it, it for our generation, that's that was kind of the era when when anime started to become more prevalent in in our TV habits. Because I think you know, like in the '80s and stuff, there were things like Star Blazers and Robotech, Voltron, Battle of the Planets. And, and then for a while, it didn't seem like there was much, right? And then when when we were kids, by the time we were, you know, in the mid-90s, there were things like Ronin Warriors and, and Techno Man and Sailor Moon. And I I was making cartoons, you know? Right, right, right. So when I saw another anime on, even if it was about, uh, you know, girls dressing up in weird short skirts and, and fighting crime, I was still gonna watch it just because it was a Japanese cartoon, basically. <laughs> Wait, so at that
0: point were you were you, like were you specifically
2: seeking out Japanese cartoons or Yeah, yeah, yeah I was okay. I was getting into anime um at that point in life just because well I was getting into anime and manga because uh, you know, Superhero comics were pretty bad. I think I think uh Age of Apocalypse and the Clone Saga and then Onslaught. Those things all broke me, man. So I kind of gravitated and drifted away from Marvel and DC comics for a bit and I would go to the comic book store and I would still I would see uh Japanese comics like stuff that I never heard of and I knew nothing about, but they just appealed to me because they were different, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And and that's how I got into um, the Sailor Moon anime when it was on TV. I, I, I followed it pretty closely, actually. Like, yeah. I, I would even say, I'm pretty sure I recorded a couple episodes on VHS. Just, wow! You know, like when I knew that I couldn't watch it, I would I would set up the VCR. Nice.
0: nice. <laughs> For those of you
2: that yeah. are too young to know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> A VCR is a picture machine. (laughs) You record a thing straight off the TV onto a magnetic tape. (laughs) On a a magnetic strip contained
0: within a fairly large plastic box. (laughs) (laughs) We
2: were savages back then. Primitives! Yeah. Uh, so that's that's how I started getting into Sailor Moon and then the but I think later in the 90s towards the late 90s uh Tokyo Pop uh, started started uh publishing in in America like this they would bring out they would translate manga and I remember one of their first uh, publications was this monthly magazine called Mix or Mixzine I forget exactly what it was titled um but it had two x's so it was mixed spelled with two x's (laughs) and it had a few different manga series in it and it was a weird combination because it had sailor moon and it had magic knight ray earth which is another magical girl series and then it had something like it had parasite um and it had a couple of other uh, like, violent and uh, violent manga that didn't really fit the tone of s- somebody who would... Uh, <laughs> you know? Like, you got something that's, that's, you know, aimed at young girls, and then you got stuff that's only appropriate for adults because of the gore. So those are it, weird- it was for yeah. adults. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I remember it's buying... It's one cross-section of, of
0: the universe that shouldn't exist.
2: <laughs> yeah. I remember buying a few... Issues of that, and that was my first uh, exposure to the Sailor Moon manga. I never was able to to read a whole ton of it. I just had a couple chapters, um, but I I remember uh, the manga being different because the because of the translation in in the cartoon or in the original dub they didn't trans, they didn't uh, keep all the original Japanese names. Like they gave everybody uh an americanized name like the sailor moon wasn't usagi she was serena and then when i read the manga that tokyo pop originally put out they didn't call her serena they translated her name to bunny so that was something that always stood out to me huh that's that's a nice little tidbit
0: see i i can't even say that i have that level of experience with uh sailor moon the manga like It's interesting uh, to have all these variations, like yeah, Usagi does mean bunny, right? I mean, uh, yeah, like I'm not a Japanese
2: speaker, but yeah, you know Japanese, dude. You've watched enough anime. Yeah,
0: that's how that works. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Albert, how how'd you get into Sailor Moon? I think very much like you guys, um, I was. Uh, I think, similar to Chrissy, I I wasn't really aware of manga as, like, a thing. Or, like, I think I knew that there were, like, a couple of comics around here or there. But it didn't occur to me that there was this entire, like, huge, whole wide world of of comics. I just thought it was, like, a couple of titles, you know? It it didn't occur to me that it was this entire industry. Mm -hmm. And, um... Yeah, and as far as I, uh, as I was concerned, it was just cartoons. So, uh, yeah. So I think for me, when it was on TV, was I want to say it was after school, around three thirty or four thirty or something like that. Maybe even two o'clock. And and I remember. I, I I don't remember what else was on at the time, but I I do remember I ended up watching Sailor Moon, and I I get the impression thinking back that the only reason that I watched Sailor Moon was that whatever the the other TV channels whatever they had on the other cartoons that were in the same time slot uh, of of my options that were available to me Sailor Moon was the better option uh, so. You know, take yeah. from that what you will. That that might sound like a backhanded compliment, but...
2: <laughs> you, you preferred Sailor Moon over Bananas in Pajamas? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that You know what? there There's a good
0: chance that that might be the case, um, that it might have been up against Bananas in Pajamas. Uh, I'd really have to go back and think about it. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: <laughs> I will say that I, I think I followed it enough there was there was something about the look of Sailor Moon that was pretty different from other uh, other Japanese anime or manga uh, for one thing uh, there were even people in my school who were into it maybe just a handful at the time but you know outside of them and you know seeing them around the school even you know if I went to Japantown or uh, when I was watching TV, you would see images of her. There was, uh, I, I don't, I'm not gonna say emphatically that I know for sure that, you know, she was, like, the first one to have that sailor schoolgirl uniform superhero, uh, outfit, but whatever I think of, you know, uh, animes about schoolgirls that fight things, that's the, the image her, the image of Sailor Moon is the the first one that pops out to me. Uh, it it kind of owned that market. Uh, so there, there was definitely something about the simplicity and like the
2: elegance of the design uh, for all of the sailors, really. Um, yeah, I have to say, when I first saw Sailor Moon, I, I didn't, I had no idea why they were sailors. <laughs> and then. They would have those scenes, right, when the girls are um in their civilian identities and they're just normal girls going to school, and, and then all the, all the, all the kids were wearing the uniforms. And I think that was the first time I, I was like, "Wait, is that just what all the kids, all the students in Japan wear?" Like, I, I never knew that before. You know, like it, it was, yeah. uh, it kind of opened my eyes to a, a different culture. <laughs> <laughs> Other people exist. <laughs> yeah, it, it's like. Out of all the types of uniforms that they could design, I wonder why they patterned their schoolgirl uniforms after American Navy uniforms. Uh,
0: you know what? That'd be an interesting topic to study. I I, I do wonder if there's
2: uh, an underlying logic to it, right? Yeah, I mean, everything I know about Japanese culture I learned from watching cartoons or or just Japanese shows or comics right and it seems like they still have a lot of a uh, sailor uniform influence in their school uniforms
0: yeah <laughs> yeah that that doesn't seem to have changed yeah so moving on do you want to give us a little bit of information about the creator
2: of the manga drew sure yeah let's talk a little bit about the comic now so like we said, uh, this is volume one of Sailor Moon. Uh, I picked up the Eternal Edition published by Kodansha. So Sailor Moon is written and illustrated by Naoko Takeuchi. Uh, she created the comic back in 1991, and it ran through 1997. About 60 chapters. It was originally published uh, on a, in a monthly on a monthly basis and. shoujo uh, magazine so for those of you who aren't crazy into manga there's i guess different uh types or categories of of manga uh shoujo is typically manga that's aimed at girls of uh teenage age teenagers teenage girls or younger girls um and i guess it's just that's just the case because of the the style and, and the stuff that the stories tend to be about. Um, they're just aimed at that kind of audience the same way that you have things shown in manga that's aimed at young boys like Dragon Ball or something like that. Um, so my first real exposure to the comic, like I said, was when it was originally translated uh, by Tokyo Pop but I have to say that from what I remember, like the the vague memories I have of those old Tokyo pop editions, like this modern edition is like definitely way better. Like for one thing, the, the paper quality is much nicer. The uh the uh reproduction of the artwork is really good. Um you can definitely see Takuchi's lines really clearly. And and one of the things that stands out about her art, I always thought she draws amazing hair. <laughs> and it's, yeah it's, like more than most other comics I've I've read. Like the thing that jumped out at me was like, wow, everybody's hair looks luxurious.
0: <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a it's a what's it called Alberto vo five commercial
0: or something. <laughs> yeah, or L'Oreal or something. L'Oreal, exactly. There we go. That was the name I was shooting for.
2: <laughs> yeah i don't know too much about takeuchi's uh other comics like this is the only thing of hers that i've i've uh read at all and i i don't know like looking at her her bibliography on wikipedia most of those titles aren't even like i don't even recognize them and sailor moon obviously being famous around the world it's got to be her most famous work um i mean it's one of the most famous manga anime ever like it's people they still make like adaptations of it today right like there or yeah. recent years like there's another anime series they just rebooted it basically yeah there's been live action things i heard there are live action plays it, yeah it's just like a franchise
0: yeah and i imagine it's kept alive in meme form i've seen more than my fair share of like
2: cringy sailor moon memes yeah <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, that's got to be because you spend too much time with the dregs of the internet. <laughs> Someone has to watch them, Drew. Like if
0: you don't, if you don't uh, observe them, if you don't keep an eye out on them, you'll never know what they get up to. And next thing you know, they're gonna be on your doorstep.
2: <laughs> yeah, that that is. I can't really dispute that. <laughs> oh man, so. Before we uh, dive into the to the book, let's uh I'll I'll give a brief synopsis of Sailor Moon for those who aren't familiar. So Sailor Moon is about a typical high school or I guess middle school girl. Uh she's 14 years old. Uh she's just kind of your average girl who likes to sleep in. She's a little bit lazy when it comes to her schoolwork and she cries pretty easily. But One day she meets a a mystical talking or a magical talking cat who tells her that she's supposed to be this uh, guardian, uh, Sailor Moon. So she has this power to transform into, I guess, a a different version of her school uniform with a shorter skirt. And she's got like a magical tiara and a magic wand. Uh, And now it's up to her and the other Sailor guardians to fight crime and fight uh, this enemy from the moon called uh, I, f- I already forgot what they were called the Dark Kingdom or something I think is what they're called I so, just remember Queen Beryl I mean yeah. is that, that's still what Beryl. she's called right? Yeah. Yeah. Queen Beryl. Yeah. yeah so the Dark Kingdom for some reason is out to steal energy from, from humans and it's up to Sailor Moon and the other sailors to put an end to that so that's basic, basically the, the summary of, of what the book is about. It's really a superhero book, I would say. You know, it's like a, like the magical girl subgenre of, of superheroes. Very, very influential comic, I'd say, because there's so many other manga since Sailor Moon that kind of imitated or did different spins on, on that concept of the magic, magic girl yeah a team of girls that are yeah powered by kind of uh, magical ability and fight evil
0: yeah i it's something where i i again i don't know that sailor moon was the first to do it this way but it does play into some of the archetypes that i i do remember seeing uh fairly often in manga or at least in anime where you know you have like a group of friends and each one fits a pretty niche archetype so you know there's the smart girl and then there's the tough girl and there's the you know badass boss uh like i don't i don't know what the term for that is but um you know, and then yeah, there's the kind of the goofy one, and uh, well, mm-hmm. su- suffice it to say, eventually there are a lot more sailors. I think, uh, as as the series uh, continues even beyond the original series, and I'm sure after a while, you know, they just kind of overlap. <laughs>
2: mhm. Mhm. All right, so. What what did you guys think of uh volume one since that's the book that we read for this week's episode? Did you guys have any uh, general thoughts? Oh, um, I'm still
3: reading
1: it.
0: <laughs> well, where did you read up to so far? Um, what was the most recent <laughs> chapter uh, or event milestone, whatever you. <laughs>
3: where Ray meets. Usagi, or Serena, or Bunny,
2: or whatever you call her. <laughs> Let's go with Usagi. I'm yeah. I'm, I'm, a, I'm kind of a purist. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay, so this is uh
0: so for those of you who uh, who are listening, Ray is one of the other sailors. Uh, she's Sailor Mercury. Mars. So, oh, sorry, you're right. She's Sailor Mars. My bad. So. She's one of the other sailors. She's Sailor Mars. Well, okay, so so one of the things about this first uh, volume of this book is it's it's really about the formation of the team. So uh, each chapter of the book is essentially uh, Usagi listening to her cat, her future cat mentor, uh, giving her uh, clues. I know, when you say it like that, it's... uh, it's, her, her, sur- her it's sort of surreal, is isn't it? <laughs> her,
3: her name's Luna. You can call her Luna. No,
0: I prefer to call her her future cat mentor. Her her cat mentor from the future. Like, <laughs> wait, is she from? Is she from the future?
1: The no, past, right? Isn't it? Is it from no. the future? She's yeah, from okay. yeah, yeah. I, okay, I remember
0: okay. her being from the future. Um,
1: yes,
3: future <laughs> cat mentor. You are. You are I would.
0: I would love to have a future cat mentor. <laughs> Someone <laughs> to uh, impart their wisdom on me and give me like guidance, so that I don't end up being a 39 year old man talking about Sailor Moon on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Where did I go wrong, cat mentor?
2: Uh, anyways, well, the whole reason we're doing this episode is because <laughs> Chrissy asked us when we were going to talk about Sailor <laughs> Moon.
0: <laughs> so we well, got to do it for the people. Yeah, we do it for the fans. We do it for the fans. Mhm. So yeah, but the essentially the first volume of this is really uh you know uh, let's get the gang together and it's uh each each chapter is Usagi uh looking for one of these mystical legendary protector guardians and uh they just all you know happen to be other school girls that are either going to school with her or in the same city um yeah i I kind of lost my train of thought i forgot where i was going with that or why i was uh going there in the first place well we
2: were, yeah we are going
3: to talk about book one
2: and you were giving a breakdown of
3: mm-hmm. uh,
0: right right one. oh so, and you were saying that uh you read up to the point where uh she where it was great yeah okay so did you did it leave so you having read it now compared to when you read it originally uh in your teens do you feel like there's anything that you've noticed anything different Well,
3: when I read it, it was in Japanese. All my versions are in Japanese. So this is my first time reading it in English. And I feel like she's just
1: really dumb. (laughs) She's not dumb in Japanese? Is
3: that why? She's dumb in Japanese, but it sounds dumber in English.
2: Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Do do you think it's because of the, the translation?
3: I don't know if it's the translation or if maybe whoever wanted to make her seem ditsier as her character. I'm, I don't or know. do you think
2: that it's just more glaring now that you're older?
3: Maybe. Maybe that's it.
0: It is something that I'm curious about where it's like, is there a way that they could have done the translation where she could have at least sounded a little more, uh, I don't want to say mature, but I'll, I'm just going to go with a little less cringy, a little less dumb, I
2: guess. Uh, what, what, do you, what do you have in mind when you're thinking that, that some of the things that she says or does are, are dumb or ditzy? Are you? Is this just a general question for yeah, anybody? Yeah, general for, question for all of y'all. Because, because, like for me, I, I thought that the thing that that was really uh, that really stood out to me was whenever she transforms into Sailor Moon, she she always says who she is. You know, like she always says, "I'm Sailor Moon," or "In the name of the Moon, I'm, I will punish you." I'm the guardian yeah. of love and justice. Uh, yeah, you know, like it. I, I mean. That- but that's kinda of what that's, she's known for. Yeah, yeah. I, I get that. And, and like thinking about it, it's like as as a you know, as an adult reading that, that's I it just makes me step back and think, I have to remember oh, I'm reading a a comic that's aimed at kids, you know, and like for, for kids that's there's nothing wrong with that, you know. It's yeah. you, you never know when a when a kid is just picking something up and and you know, they don't necessarily read everything from the beginning, so it's good to Remind kids who everybody is and stuff, like, even if it's the main character saying her own name over and over. Yeah. But it, yeah, stuff like that. I think, as as a kid, you may not necessarily think that it's it it uh there's anything unusual about that. But certainly, as as an adult, when we read that, it's just kind of strange to think, huh? How many people out there say their names? Uh, mm-hmm and introduce themselves like that to, yeah. to strangers, essentially. Strangers that they're about to beat up. Whenever I'm about to mug someone, I tell them who I am. <laughs> <laughs> My
0: name's Albert. I'm about to take your wallet. <laughs> <laughs> take that, grandma! <laughs> uh, I was going to say, actually, one of the things that... uh. And and it's odd because I feel like it's a signature of anime. So so it might be a lot of things coming together. Like part of it might be that when I read the, the manga, I'm hearing the voices that they put together for the dubs in the 1990s cartoon. <laughs> and and I, I have to admit, even then they were, I thought, even as a kid watching it, I thought they were pretty bad dubs.
2: Like, yeah, they made, they made uh, the future cat mentor sound like an old lady. Yeah, she was like Angela Lansbury or something. You know? (laughs) Oh, dear! I don't know who Angela Lansbury is. uh, (laughs) Murder, she wrote! You don't know Angela Lansbury? (laughs) Uh oh. I'm ignorant, man. I spent too much time reading comics and not enough time watching TV or movies.
0: Uh. Oh, you peasants! Oh, my!
2: You're making the equalizer go crazy, Albert.
0: (laughs) I'm just trying to elicit reactions from anything. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, like, and... I I would even go as far as to say... um, Even... Even out of... Even in... A situation where all the dubbing was pretty bad i would say usagi slash serena was especially bad in that cartoon like between her and the and the future cat mentor uh luna like i i want to say that those two were the worst out of all of them what do you guys think like do you guys remember the dubbing from the american uh, cartoon yeah
1: yeah i would agree i think serena definitely was one of the worst dubs she sounded just so dizzy i guess they, that was yeah. the aim, right they wanted a dizzy voice and they they achieved it it was really good voice yeah and uh luna you're right i i forgot it, was, it sounded like angela Langer. Um <laughs> yeah. why don't you guys
3: like the voice of luna
0: uh it just was weird coming from a cat like she sounded like an old
2: lady
3: yeah. her mentor. Who is she supposed to be? <laughs> a you know
2: what? She's got a point. She. She's, <laughs> yes. point that she's is got, got a right. point.
1: <laughs> I don't listen to Angela Lansbury if she told me to do that. When
0: you when you like put it when you frame it in the prism of like her being her like sensei, her like her mentor, uh, that makes a lot more sense.
3: <laughs> Not yeah, sound but. Like a child. <laughs>
0: She, she was also a cat, so... She could have sounded like a cat. Yeah. Me, I don't know what a cat would sound you, like.
3: But... Can you please give an example?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Robert's coughing up a real hairball right now.
0: My dog is freaking out, though. <laughs> He's just like, what is he doing? <laughs>
2: The other thing in I was, from what I remember uh, of clips I've seen of the original Japanese anime, I don't think the cat, I don't think Luna sounded like an old lady in the Japanese version.
0: What did she mm. sound like?
2: Uh, I, I don't know how else to describe. She just sounded like a normal person.
1: The, oh, a young, old, younger, 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 younger.
2: Yeah, not not like, yeah. I, I mean, I can't remember specifically, but I I just remember she wasn't an old lady sounding kind of voice. She wasn't an old British lady. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I guess the other thing with the with her voice in the American dub in the 90s was that it didn't sound like an actual old lady's voice. It sounded like... Exactly. It sounded like someone trying to be an old lady. Yeah, it sounded like someone in, in her 30s or 40s trying to sound like someone in her 70s. Yeah. <laughs> I just imagined that the actress was like, she like
0: isolated herself in a room and was like, I have to find I have to find my muse you know <laughs> yeah. how am I gonna play this voice <laughs> yeah uh, but that's our a, a, a roundabout way of saying that that cartoon impacted us uh, well I'm not gonna speak for everyone here but certainly myself it impacted me so much that even all these years later reading this manga like reading the 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 text and the dialogue that they gave these characters, granted, uh, like Drew said, they were the the the, the dialogue and the text was already kind of uh, corny to begin with. But I, th- I I definitely think my internal monologue, hearing those voices, just pushed it over the edge and definitely heightened that impression for me. That, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, and, uh, the other thing that I was going to mention was, and again, this is as someone who's, who, I'm not, like, a huge anime person, but I, you know, I watch enough of it, uh, I'm not unfamiliar with it, and watching enough anime, uh, I would say that there are a lot of, uh, behaviors that characters exhibit, exhibit, you know where they uh they over dramatize dramatize for comedic value you know uh which is something that you see a lot in a lot of anime you know where like people kind of overact for the sake of comedy Mm
2: -hmm. you know
0: and i don't know reading reading it in uh all these years later I, i i feel like even though i see that Uh, those kind of behaviors a lot in a lot of mangas and a lot of uh, animes it it doesn't feel particularly subtle in sailor moon you know like i don't know if you guys uh, agree with me or not or if, if i'm making any sense you mean like the the dialogue isn't subtle it's not even the dialogue it's i would even go so far as to say they're well, okay, it is their dialogue, but it's also their behaviors, you know, like you know when when Usagi cries about something, it's it's
2: and and then the Arctic's uh cartoony tone. Yeah, it's
0: it's over the top even for an enemy. It feels like, you know, it, maybe it, for me it just feels like I've aged horribly at
2: that and this hasn't. <laughs> uh I don't know. Me personally, I, I'm I'm actually okay with the cartoonish aspects of it. Like when, like you know, those reaction shots where they, where Takuchi will just change up the art style for the sake of comedy and draw, yeah. you know, just the cartoony effect of of Usagi freaking out or, or the cat making a face or something. I actually enjoy that. Like I I, I think the artwork in this still holds up for sure. Uh, for for me, the thing that i mean i don't i don't want to be like critical and harsh against the comic that's aimed at kids you know but like it's just the fact that the stories are they are kind of formulaic i don't i'm not saying i can't enjoy it cuz I, I can still enjoy it but but uh they they're a little bit formulaic having a monster that they they f- find and defeat every every chapter um and you know the transformation the, uh yeah th- there's there's a little bit of I guess the the power Ranger syndrome right where the stories kind of feel like they're about a monster of the week uh, and I think I think for for a kid you know there's there's nothing that'll uh, you know a kid a kid might not get bored by that yeah uh, I think for for an older reader that just might be one of those things where if you don't if you can't handle that kind of formula, then this might be a, a tougher comic to read. But yeah. you can get past that. I, I I think that there is some pretty entertaining stuff in here. Like to me, it's it's not like significantly more formulaic than a lot of other superhero comics. You know, this yeah. is just a different formula.
0: Yeah, I I get that. <clears throat> um, yeah uh chris you mentioned earlier that when you were describing what it was that like appealed to you about like sailor moon and you were talking about how um, you know you saw this girl who had like friends you know like these good-looking friends that you hung out with and that was like one of the images that jumped out at your early mind uh at your high school mind um i'm kind of curious like how much of at the time do you think that your how much of your uh appeal of towards uh sailor moon was towards like the actual story that was going on between her and the you know the struggle between her and queen beryl or how much was it or how much of your appeal was more towards just the the interactions between these characters and like the uh, the friendships that they were developing on you know as the series progressed
3: mm, I think I liked the friendship more and and like them getting closer and you know just having each other's back. I didn't really like Ray though because I thought she was mean. <laughs>
0: You're well, right. everybody's got that one bitchy friend. <laughs> uh, I mean, between me and Drew, <laughs> it's definitely me.
2: <laughs>
0: I am a cat. Me? Meow. You
2: know what I mean? <laughs> you better be careful. He'll, he'll cough another hairball on you. <laughs> I will shred your your self-esteem
0: <laughs> to
3: bits. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You can well, see, you're
0: <laughs> well, the the other thing that I forgot to mention was there. There's also the third, uh, like, draw of the comic, which, it, it also seems to me to be like a pretty like, I I have no other way to put it but a romantic comic. Like the romance plays a lot of, a big part of the the story as well. Like, where was that something you were. Uh, that high school you was into, or was it just the friendship? Oh,
3: when I was in elementary school, tuxedo math was my boyfriend.
1: Nice, <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: awesome. Uh, well, you know what? I I feel like that was a pretty. I, Oddly enough, I don't think that's the first time that I've heard that.
1: I feel like that's actually
2: not the first time. Yeah, right? Like Kenton said the the same thing last week.
0: (laughs) 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 As long as you don't have a body pillow of tuxedo mask, we're okay. (laughs) (laughs) Do you? (laughs) You
2: No, actually I, I think that the the three, those three elements that you pointed out, between the the superhero element and the friendships and the romance, I, for me, I'd definitely say that the latter two are more interesting than the superhero elements to me.
0: Even
2: yeah. even reading it now, like I'm I'm more invested and interested in the lives of the characters than I am in the Dark Kingdom and the bad guys that they encounter. Like actually, reading it. I've noticed things that I I don't really remember from the manga. Even, I mean from the anime cuz from what I do remember of the anime, it seems like these the anime was a pretty uh straight adaptation of of the comic. Yeah, it feels
0: that way. Totally. Yeah. I but, got the same
2: impression reading it. Yeah, but the the thing that feels different about the manga is that the the fights are a lot briefer. Whereas I think yeah. in the cartoon, it felt like there was always this big buildup to the, the point where the girls would transform into the sailor soldiers. And and then, you know, there would be at least five or ten minutes of of action. It, it almost it was weird because it's like almost like they're trying to make a cartoon that that will, you know, attract the attention of little boys who want an action show. But when you read the comic, there are some, some issues here where – it seems like the fight was over in like two or three pages, you know, and like yeah. the rest of the story was about their investigation or their relationships and just character building kind of stuff.
1: Yeah. So
2: I, I think I would I would definitely pref- I definitely prefer the uh, the manga over the anime just because of that because it it, it holds my attention better.
0: Yeah. It's I I. I noticed that, too. It was kind of surprising to me that I I think going into the manga, not knowing much of anything... Like, I knew that the manga was probably... Or... I I knew that the anime...
1: Wait, which one?
0: Huh? I, I'm, I'm trying to figure out. Uh, so, one of them was going to be more condensed than the other. Like, I I think traditionally the i feel like the anime is usually more condensed than the manga yeah yeah so it was surprising to me that each chapter in this book was basically one episode of the show you know Mm -hmm. which uh it kind of yeah that uh i guess i guess it was jarring a little bit i mean it, it didn't like ruin it for me or anything but it was just like oh that's uh that's interesting. You know?
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's it's definitely a case where I think the advantage of the manga is, is that the creator had the luxury of being able to pace the story the way that she wanted to versus the anime where you know, they're trying to make sure they hit all the checkpoints in their to, to keep kids' attention so they'll, you know, watch the whole thing and catch the commercials and want to buy the toys or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I, I think when you do a, a cartoon, you've always especially kids cartoons, right? You always gotta have a few minutes of action because that's that's what a lot of uh kids wanna see. Um so it's it's harder to do something that's just more straight drama or melodrama. Yeah. Not saying it can't be done but i think it's just it could be more challenging and probably for this era too you know like the era of of sailor moon where this was kind of like the the first of its kind you know not to say that it was the first magical girl story because i think there are some precursors but it was the one that kind of set the tone uh you know it it was the one that that set the yeah no that a lot of subsequent so to totally. try to imitate. Yeah. I was
0: uh I was gonna say that there was I, I think I did suffer a little bit reading this uh from from that thing where um when a movie comes out and uh you know it's it's the first movie in the franchise for a superhero and it's basically an origin story. I will say that th- there was a part of it that felt like this was the origin story of the team, and I might have uh, suffered a little bit of uh, that origin story fatigue in the sense that I'm kind of curious to see if the the later volumes that follow this volume up uh, would capture my attention better, if only because they, you know... I don't have to learn about the team getting together, and I can just kind of jump into
2: uh, what happens. Yeah, you don't have the patience for uh, for the origin story. You just want to get straight into into their lives.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, I, I do wonder if uh, my my uh, concussion-addled brain is <laughs> incapable of that level of patience. <laughs> 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 oh man <sighs> what was I gonna say? I will say that um, watching the the cartoons at the time I, I I remember that the series itself as it was ongoing was just something that I just had in the background but I do remember that one of the movies, was actually one that I actually enjoyed. Well, not even the movie. I think it might have been the the end of the series. You
2: know, when they finally take on Queen Beryl, I did kind of enjoy that. That was cool. Yeah, from what I know about it, that's not actually the end of the series. It was just the end of the first arc. Right. Yeah. I haven't. I don't. I don't even know if they showed, or I don't remember if I watched the episodes that aired after that because that's kind of like the the point where i kind of stopped watching but i obviously there are there's there was a lot more story to come after because uh there were other sailors that were introduced in the story and i think they ended up fighting different enemies from outer space or something i'm just not super familiar with the latter portion of the of the stories
0: right right
2: Oh. Trissy, you just sent us an article about Sailor Moon as a positive female role model. What are your thoughts on that article that you sent us? (laughs) Oh,
3: I was just sending that to you, you can read it.
2: Yeah, uh, I'll definitely check it out. Um, But yeah, did you have any thoughts on the character or the the concept as a... positive female role model
3: I think all of them have their own each character has their own positivity in each way Um, and it was nice to have an all-female superhero team I think like Kenton said at the time it was the only other tv show I remember Power Rangers there were two girls and, those were, and one of them was pink. One of them was pink and the other was yellow, which were very, well, I guess yellow is kind of a neutral color, but I mean, those, that's all you had to look up to when you're a girl. Mm-hmm. I think all the others, there's like Spider-Man at the time or like Wolverine, I can't remember what else played, mm-hmm. but bananas in pajamas. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I think, yeah, I think both of the bananas were dudes.
3: <laughs> I mean, like, having having a whole girl team where each one has, like, a strength besides Usagi, I, I mean, it's like something to, like, look up to, right? Yeah. Either being smart or being, like, headstrong or standing up for other people.
0: They ran they the have, Spectrum.
3: Yeah, they all had some things that made you want to, made you like them, kind of want to be like them.
2: Yeah, there's kind of an inspirational aspect to them, like a lot yeah. of fictional heroes. And they're girls. Oh. Yeah, yeah, and they were girls.
1: Did you have a particular favorite Sailor uh, Scout, Kristen?
2: Um,
1: Was your one favorite that you liked among them all?
3: Because I was little, I liked Usagi because she becomes the princess. Spoiler alert.
1: Um, <laughs> <laughs> um not <have> guessed that.
3: <laughs> but I think I really liked either Sailor Jupiter or Sailor Venus. But I think I like Sailor Venus because she was, like, a popular one. I, was, I never.
0: Figured, I was always confused about Sailor Venus, like, cause I was like, wait, so she was doing this before any of them were. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
3: She had. It's because she had another future cat mentor. She oh, white
2: cat. She had she the had white cat.
3: The, the white cat that sounded like an old man.
2: Did he sound He's, like an old man? I don't think he sounded like did. an old man. No, he
0: did he,
3: he sounded
2: didn't. like a normal guy. Yeah, he just sounded like yeah. a dude, from yeah. what I remember. Yeah. <laughs> man, <laughs> I, sorry, I don't mean to offend any old listeners, because old people are normal people, too. <laughs> 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 no, but yeah, I totally appreciate that element of Sailor Moon, because I think if I ever had... Any kids? If I had a, like, if I had boys or girls, you know, this would be a fun comic to give to a kid, just because it it is pretty wholesome. Like, there's nothing, at least up to, I don't know if it it gets any more uh, mature or anything in the later volumes, but in, in at least in this first volume, you know, this is a great comic to give to a, to a kid, just because it it is about all these uh, you know positive social elements of friendship and. Uh, learning how to trust each other and doing what's right things like that like that's all those are all you know the admirable qualities you know and i've I've heard some people say that sailor moon herself is a bad role model just because she's uh you know kind of cowardly and like she's the <laughs> one that always screws up and it's always up to her friends to to save her i don't know what, what did you what do you guys think about that Is she a hero, or is she just the klutz who gets in the way? I mean, from what I remember,
0: she always... I don't remember her ever, like, screwing up. Like, I... From the way that I remember her in the cartoon and even what I was seeing in the comic, like, she's a little immature and she's a little goofy, but, you know, she was clutch. She always came through.
2: What about that time when she needed Tuxedo Mask to rescue her? Oh, uh, well,
0: that was one, one occasion. I mean, but does that really job. only happened
1: once.
3: His job, like, is to rescue her.
1: Yeah, like all the time, right? Uh,
2: He's her
3: protector.
1: Uh, yeah.
2: So, so by that rationale, do you think that um, cheapens her effect as a positive role model for girls?
3: No, because you don't see it that way when you're a child.
2: Yeah.
0: I mean, I think you have to, look, I think there's a lot of positive things that you can take from it. Like, they're, you know, from a child's perspective, um, there's a lot of good things to be gained from it, right? Like you said, it's very wholesome. And we, this group, this team, they're very proactive. You know, they're not, yeah, okay, they might make a couple of Mistakes here or there, but again, like at the end of the day, it's a, the book is about them and they pull through. Like, if you follow the series through to its conclusion, they win. So,
3: <laughs> you're supposed to say spoiler alert.
0: <laughs> well, I didn't tell you what they win against, they win against the war, the war against illiteracy. <laughs> Dang, that's a heck of a twist. all those villains that we were fighting they were all just to get us here so that we could inspire
2: all of you to read (laughs) Uh, i've heard another thing i've heard about sailor moon like another i guess a, a criticism levied against it is that it people can can look at it as some as kind of like a Girl empowerment kind of story, but there are other elements of it that i've heard people question it because because uh in a lot of ways it's very i guess traditional in its in how mm-hmm. it views feminine aspects right like there' like everybody has a specific body type um all the all of the girls are like for, it's weird there like there's a big emphasis on uh jewelry and makeup. <laughs> <laughs> It's just a strange strange i don't know if that was intentional or if, if that was just um coincidence or if it's just a cultural thing but like even in that first very first story it, like all the girls are super excited about jewelry and all these yeah. women go to the to the jewelry store and and that's how the bad guys set their trap to drain all of their energy yeah so i guess <laughs> like i've heard people make the argument that sailor moon is is just kind of Promoting, uh, it's regressive, yeah. Stereotypes, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, what, what do you guys think about that? Is that fair or, or is that ridiculous? It's interesting, um, actually.
3: <laughs> the jewelry store was having a 60% off sale. I would go
1: to that, <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's relatable. it's <laughs> closed.
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, no, I I, I don't know. I I, I don't think I'm one of those people that looks at works that were made in the past with... I don't look at them with a modern lens in in the sense that I eye it critically based on what my modern sensibilities are. Um, I think some of the things... You you asked earlier whether those choices to... uh, base a lot of the uh characters flourishes around things that would be traditionally uh feminine or girly whether that was an intentional choice and i i do think it was like Mm -hmm. i i don't know what uh uh editorial edicts were um you know i i i presume she was the writer and i presume that she had a lot of input on you know what their uh how their powers worked or what the sources of their powers were or <laughs> like, you know, the way that the powers exhibited themselves. So that being said, you know, I, I'm sure that there were a lot of things that she liked. I'm if, if, you know, if it turns out that she was a fan of makeup and jewelry and, you know, pretty clothes and she wanted to turn that into, uh, she, if she indeed wanted to make a story about superheroes that uh, used those things, I, I I don't think one. I mean, it's her choice. It's her. She's the person writing the story. So, um, yeah, it just feels ridiculous to me to you know criticize that mm-hmm. for like one to criticize her for writing that way if that's what she wants to write you know it's yeah. it'd be pretty presumptuous of me to to go around saying like i'm a you know i'm a male feminist and i think that you as a woman <laughs> i think you're being regressive you know
2: <laughs> like i i just think it's it's pretty pompous <laughs> like like it's just well, i think it'd be a little more Easier to swallow something like that if you said it all in your nineteen twenty Chicago Gangsters <laughs> voice.
3: You're going to take me alive, see?
2: I'm the sailor from the moon, see? Yeah!
0: <laughs> that steel shoe's for you, copper! <laughs> um, yeah. I did have one other thought that was... Again, this is... When did we say this book came out? Like, in the 90s? 91. Uh, 91. It's interesting to me to, like, look at this and... You know, this is kind of an action... Or, it's an action. There's action in it as a comic. And it's interesting to see... Because... Okay, so... One of the things that I explicitly remembered about the anime... Uh, when I was watching it was... You know, and I hope this doesn't come off as, like, sexist or anything, but... Um, uh, you always have to... You always have to put a per- precursor out there before you get in trouble. Um,
2: but it's always I'll edit out the precursor later. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it's just interesting to me that, like, even though it was an action comic, that their powers were all, like, energy projection like Mm -hmm. and i yeah i guess it it almost mentally it almost fits into this mold that like where it feels like feminine action is really about like blasting things or hitting things from afar whereas like masculine action is always about like punching things and like lifting things and um
2: yeah yeah,
0: it's just it was just an interesting thing or a thought that i had that i was uh I don't know that I had anything beyond that, but it was just one of those things where it was like, oh, uh, that's something. <laughs>
1: but Sailor yeah.
3: Jupiter does hand-to-hand combat. They do? Sailor Jupiter does.
0: That's true. She was, she was the toughie out of the group. Like, even in the comic, they do mention that she's, like, super strong or stronger than most people. So... <laughs> But even her power was like, she had that rolling thunderball thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. So.
1: The one, right? I think she was like the fighter in the group or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Basically. And I guess it makes sense that her planet, Jupiter, is the largest planet, I guess.
0: <laughs> 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 I'm not touching that one.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um i think i think that's an interesting point after um like it, i wonder if there's a cultural thing as well because you we think about like when you go back to marvel comics right you got like she hulk or like you go to dc you got a wonder woman right they're brawlers right they fight but they don't mm-hmm. always have yeah. whereas like i guess in japanese you're right like the girls don't really go out and punch people or like telling doesn't hit people over what scepter she has a scepter i think yeah but they're she's blasting people that's that's a good point I mean, I mean, or she's yeah. throwing her tiara at them yeah yeah tiara or something right yeah yeah it's a very cute observation
2: yeah yeah i don't that's yeah that's something that i i never really thought of either i don't i don't think that's a, a sexist thing i i'm i'm guessing like, like i don't know that much about takeuchi uh, and what her views are and, or anything like that. But to me, that, that's just like a pretty innocent creative choice to have them have abilities that let them shoot stuff because that's, in a way, that that kind of conveys their power set a little bit more effectively than just punching stuff because anybody can punch, but how many people can summon, uh, you know, icicles or shoot fireballs or blast lightning? Yeah. Yeah. you know so in a way it shows that they're they're more special yeah yeah, that's true
0: like you gotta find a way to define each of the sailors uh from each other right so mm-hmm.
1: yeah yeah
0: <clears throat> so do you guys have any other thoughts on the sailor moon uh any other observations, keen insights?
1: I don't know about keen insight, but I just, I guess, a particular question for me is, I think, like you guys said, the manga came out in 91, so the, the one you guys are reading. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, the, the anime series here came out in uh, 95, or around that time. Um, but they're, they've been going back to do remakes and stuff, and I guess towards the younger audience for, for this podcast, or just people in general, like, what is it about Sailor Moon that kind of that they could keep rehashing and bringing it back, and it's, it's just still relatable? How is it not just you know? Sometimes you know kids can't relate to stuff in the '80s or '90s, right? It Seems out of outdated to them. But mm-hmm. bringing back Sailor Moon to today, how how's that story like just relatable to any generation? Essentially, what do you guys think about that? That's, That's a good, good question. That
0: is a good question. Yeah. Well. To to the to what you said earlier about how, like, how you were saying that people can't relate to stuff from the 80s or 90s. If anything, I would say that nostalgia has made it so that 80s and 90s stuff are constantly coming back. So if anything, like, Sailor Moon is a product of that era. Like, being such a prominent product of that era makes it ripe for something like a reboot. Like, I don't know what about... Like, if I had to answer what about Sailor Moon itself that makes it stick out so that people would want to uh, revitalize it, uh, like, for me, the, the only answer... The only thing that I could really say is that because it was such a big part of that era, but, like, I don't really have an answer for, like, what, what the individual elements are that made it so... Uh, May, that that could make it something that would be so everlasting. Maybe Drew or Chrissy, uh, you guys would have uh, a more thought-out answer than I would.
2: What do you think, Chrissy? I,
3: I, I don't doubt.
2: What are we talking about? I <laughs> <laughs> was wondering what, what we thought were the aspects of Sailor Moon that has given it so much lasting power.
3: Oh, I don't know. I think she's just iconic. There's no one other like her. There's, I, don't, I think, Japanese culture has not changed very much besides technology. Um, I well, I
0: I do want to ask this though. Like, uh, so we mentioned earlier that the uh, anime was rebooted fairly recently, right? Just a couple of years ago. I think. Yeah, uh, yeah. was there a reboot of the manga as well, or they just,
2: or like, have there been new manga series based on? No. Sailor Moon in recent years, no, they haven't. They've just been, they've just re-released them in these new editions. That's all. Okay, like, is there? Do any of you know whether um,
0: Sailor Moon, in terms of her popularity, is still popular, or whether the reboot of the anime, like, you know, whether they basically uh revitalized her popularity with the reboot or whether you know people had a lot of interest in the reboot like how did it do i guess is what i'm saying
2: i don't know how well the reboot has done uh Uh, the fact that it's gone several seasons and i think they're doing a movie that's supposed to come out next year it seems like it sounds like it's doing well enough you know pretty doing pretty well Uh, according to wikipedia i don't know again like i don't know there's no source cited for this so i don't know how accurate it is but according to wikipedia uh, throughout the course of all these years it says that the franchise has generated 13 billion dollars in worldwide merchandise sales yeah so you know that that's a whole ton of money there if that's accurate um and it's, yeah, like something that's that popular around the world, it, it's hard to see that just fading away after, you know, 20, 25 years or however long it's been, Yeah. yeah. years. Uh, you just expect it to, to keep on surviving somehow. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, what were you about to say? No, I was, I was agreeing with you. Oh, yeah. I, will, yeah. I mean,
0: I will say that there's a part of me that wonders whether Sailor Moon has – has reached that point where she's only recognizable as a a product, as opposed to as the story.
2: Yeah. You know?
0: Uh, kind of like Mickey Mouse, where you know people don't even really watch Mickey Mouse cartoons anymore, but they just recognize the character because he's on backpacks or keychains or what have you.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah. That could be part of it. I mean, Sailor Moon has a very distinctive silhouette because of her hairstyle, right? Yeah. So, yeah. like, just the design is very memorable. Very, yeah. Like Christy said, iconic. Just an iconic character, and the, yeah. I think besides the iconic aspect of her character and her design, I would also say, you know, the story still is something that can resonate across generations. So. You know, for for kids who grew up in the 90s, it, it, it's something that resonated with a lot of kids who grew up with it. And I think if kids in the 2020s started reading it or, or even watching the show, I'm sure plenty of kids would still find something that would resonate with them and, and capture their attention too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'd rather they be reading a Sailor Moon comic than watching a Jake Paul YouTube video.
2: Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> exactly. Unless that video is of him getting punched in the head by Floyd Mayweather Jr. Yeah. <laughs> I would yeah. watch a
2: TikTok of that. <laughs> yeah. There's just, yeah, there's just elements of Sailor Moon that that kind of, uh, you know, are universal and transcend time. Specifically, when you look at the the relationships between the characters, the the friendships, as well as the romance, you know, it's it's just a, a grand adventure. Uh, any 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 young person reading these comics or watching these uh, animes for the first time will have uh, plenty to enjoy. It's just a, a great positive uh, superhero kind of story that also features uh, girl empowerment. So can't really can't really go wrong there.
1: Yeah. Yep, agreed yep. Agreed, yep So Guys, pick
2: up your copies Yep <laughs> Anyone have any Final thoughts or anything you want to say Before we sign off?
3: Wait, so who's all of your favorite Taylor kids?
2: <laughs> <laughs> you don't want my answer <laughs> I want your answers <laughs> I want your answer I want your answer <laughs> When I was a kid, I was super into Sailor Jupiter. Uh, mm-hmm. Just, I think, I think I just was interested in in chicks that that were tough and knew how to fight and stuff. So, yeah, that, I, I don't know if she was l- like a tomboy or anything like that, but I think the fact that she beat people up made me relate to her. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Did you beat people up? Why? Why this?
2: I never started any fights, but I always finished them. <laughs> Drew a scrapper. <laughs> I was, dude, I was I I I beat up my fair share of bullies, I'll tell you that. <laughs> oh,
0: man. Um Okay, so I was into Sailor Mercury, um uh, and my simple answer was I just I just dug her cuz I liked her bob. Her you bob? liked her you
3: like Her, her bob. Her, her body?
0: Bob, the haircut.
3: Her hair. Oh, okay. Oh,
0: okay. <laughs> you liked her body? <laughs> <laughs> I was into her bob. I thought it was cute.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can see Taylor. that.
1: Kenton? Um, I w- Sorry to disappoint you, Chrissy, but I said my favorite probably was Sailor Mars, actually, the, the mean one. <laughs>
2: <laughs> likes mean girls. Yeah. Does that mean
3: it's okay if I mean to you?
2: No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,
1: no, I like the I Mars because uh, She was fiery! Because she had two high heels. No. <laughs> because she was the one that kind of like, you know, um, Sailor Moon was kind of clutchy and stuff. So Sailor Mars is kind of always the one yelling at her and getting her to act straight and just Getting the job done, so I kind of like that. You know. Oh, you
2: like bossy girls? <laughs> no, no, I don't say that either.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: you don't like it yeah. when I boss you around. <laughs>
1: uh, no. <laughs> uh, so, and a story there, but yeah. Yeah.
0: Like <laughs> well, that's cool that we all liked different sailors. To yeah. kind of feel kind of bad for Sailor Venus, though. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I like her. I you said she liked oh, her.
0: I thought she I like, said she liked uh, Usagi, but I, uh, I like, guess.
3: Oh, I honestly liked all of them except Sailor Mercury.
2: Wow. What was <laughs> wrong well, with Sailor Mercury? I
3: like
2: You didn't yeah, <laughs> like her haircut? <laughs> like her?
1: <laughs>
0: well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I still chick dig chicks with short hair, so it's it's not
2: something that ever went away. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was fun, everybody. Chrissy, Kenton, thanks for joining us. Yeah,
1: thanks. Yeah, for thanks out. for your time. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, thank thanks for you. the yeah.
2: input. Without yeah. you, we wouldn't have read Sailor Moon. Yeah. So well, this yeah. episode is dedicated to you guys.
3: You have seventeen more comments to go.
2: Hey, I'm not going to lie, I actually uh, looked, it up, looked it up at the library and I uh, put a hold on the next couple of volumes so I can continue reading. Wow. Nice. <laughs> nice. I'm
0: proud
3: of
2: you. Thanks. <laughs> 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 at least I made one person proud in my life.
1: <laughs> You're make Albert proud? And?
2: Albert is
0: And? <laughs> <coughs> Chrissy! And... oh, <laughs> Are you, are you going to get the
3: next volume?
2: <laughs> well, since Drew is doing it, I'm going to have to. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to do everything I do. <laughs> We're not like that. Well, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Thanks for listening, everybody. This is Between the Gutters signing off. Peace out. Bye, guys.